Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, let's do it. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. VSIN, the sports betting network, got huge news as the NFL continues to deliver. We welcome you in on a Thursday. We creep, get closer and closer. Championship Sunday, January 25th, 2024. Hope you're having a nice week. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas. We are stacked today, so 45 minutes of information, and then we're going to dive into the guests. Russell Brown, we're going to go to the Lions. Josh Applebaum, we're going to go to the lines. Shane Trail, new handicapper. Brennan White, DraftKings U.S. team lead. And then Matt Derrick, we're going to go to the Chiefs. That is on the dock, and I'm going to say hi to the boys here in a second, but quickly update you on the numbers coming up championship weekend. That's what we do here. Kansas City, Baltimore, DraftKings has gone to four on Baltimore. DraftKings was juiced to 112 yesterday at three and a half on Baltimore. Again, that is the indicator. That tells you which way the wind is blowing. They have officially gone to four. You see the number there, 44 and a half. Detroit, San Francisco, DraftKings has gone to seven and a half. My goodness gracious. Here we go. Seven and a half. It's even money. So we could be headed back to seven. My assumption is by the time, let's have a little experiment, shall we? Let's play a game. Will DraftKings be seven and a half by the time we sign off in two hours and 59 minutes? My assumption is no. My guess is it gets hit back down to seven. Let's have some fun with it, okay? Because that's generally a number. Remember, three and seven, the two key numbers. But once you come off that three to either two and a half or three and a half, that's a huge move. And NFL and college betting, and specifically with the NFL coming off that seven, a big move. Okay. Having said all that, let's say hi to the boys. I'm all shot. How are we feeling today? Feeling pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you what, these job opportunities in the NFL are like a game of musical chairs. There's fewer and fewer chairs remaining. There are three head coaching chairs remaining. Dustin Sweetelson, what's cracking today? Uh, I like we are in the second to last weekend of NFL action. So you would think at this point, like you have a general feel for things like, you know, how things are going to shake out, how the line's possibly going to move. 
couldn't be further from how I saw the line move on both of these games playing out. The fact that we're going up over a touchdown with the Lions catching seven and a half on the road, and the fact that we went from slightly over a field goal at three and a half, and it went up to four, not down to a field goal with the defending champs on the road. I literally had didn't see any of this coming. I couldn't have a worse feel for these games. And for your boy, Dan Campbell, surprised that we're going over a touchdown with him, because did you know, since he took over, the Lions are 36 and 17 against the spread, the best record in the NFL in that time span? Well, 21 and 10 Lions is dogs. Not only, well, the Lions were the best ATS team in football this year, and you're right, Dan Campbell's been great ATS because he is Bill Walsh. Okay, so let's talk about this now. If you want breaking news, listen, I've been telling you this for a while. Why not come to us? This is not a show that waffles. We don't stand on fences. We don't straddle. We tell you exactly what's going to happen. We broke the news before Schefter last week, Antonio Pierce. I got my guys on the ground, boots on the ground in Vegas. They were so vociferous that Antonio Pierce is going to be hired in Vegas, and boom, we got it before Schefter. And then we told you, sharp money, we told you that it doesn't matter what happens in the semis with Alabama and Michigan. It doesn't matter what happens in the national championship game. Harbaugh will have coached his last game, whether he lost to Alabama or whatever happens in the national championship game. And last night, of course, it came to fruition. So uh, I often give the take first, boys, but I want to let you have an opportunity. So I'll just set it up. Harbaugh, uh, again, he is been named the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. My assumption is we're all going to agree. Home run, Amal Shaw. Absolutely. You look at his career, San Diego, University of San Diego, the Toreros, he led them to the PFL Conference title. Stanford, he led them to the first ever BCS Bowl victory. 49ers, first Super Bowl appearance since 94. And then, of course, uh, Michigan, their first playoff wins in a national championship in 25 years. You can say whatever you want about him personality-wise, but whatever it is, what's the secret sauce or whatever makes him tick, players are able to relate to him in a certain capacity, and he's been successful wherever he's been. And then the other thing I would add, and you look at Josh Johnson, played had a long career, not a distinguished one, but played a long time in the National Football League. Andrew Luck, first overall pick. Colin Kaepernick had a successful run when he was in San Francisco with him. J.J. McCarthy somehow is going to end up stealing over $10 million in the NFL draft, and now he's got a quarterback in Justin Herbert, who I think all three of us are in agreement universally that he has a chance to be in that rarefied era of Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen with the right tutelage. Dustin Sweetelson, Jim Harbaugh, 60 years old. He's coming to Los Angeles to take over the Chargers. I think it's important that it's not just a home run for for him, but it's a home run for the Chargers specifically. I think anyone who took this job, because it's the AFC West, because you're going to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes every single year, and he could stand in the way of you making the postseason, you needed a head coach who wasn't scared of that. Jim Harbaugh fears nobody. There is no fear in his dojo. He wants the challenge. He wants to go up against the best. He, like, gets off on it. Like, he is driven by the fact that someone might be better than him and he wants to match up with them. So I think from that perspective from the AFC West you have to have someone willing to knock down Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes Jim Harbaugh is the best man for the job that was out there. It's not even close and then for Jim Harbaugh, all this guy does is build programs. All he does is win. First year at Stanford they go from 1-11 to 4-8. First year in San Francisco they go from 6-10 to 13-3. Michigan 5-7 to 10-3 that's an average win in improvement in those three jobs at five wins in his first year. That is insane.
Yeah, I, you guys both nailed it. It's a 20 out of 10 home run hire. You know, Atlanta would have hired him before Bill Belichick. Any team with an opening would have taken Jim Harbaugh. You guys laid out the reasons why he's won everywhere he's gone. Is he eccentric? Yeah, but he's authentic. And that's what you like about Jim Harbaugh. Also, as far as Michigan's concerned, nine years he came, he delivered a national championship and he got out. Is it perfect for Michigan? No, but Jim Harbaugh's no no dummy either. He saw the penalties coming. The NCAA is going to levy sanctions against the program. And he saw a bunch of seniors more than anybody leaving the program. Next year is going to be a rough slate for Michigan. And a couple things about Harbaugh. I, look, I'm not going to get moral here, so you can do what you want with this information. But Dustin mentioned his competitive nature. He showed you at Michigan. He's more than willing to cheat. He will do anything to gain an edge. And I'm not even being, I'm not, this is not anything to make jokes about it like the dude is just a psychopath and if you're running a franchise that's comp competition you kind of want a psychopath and jim harbaugh's ready to cheat willing to cheat and is going to cheat and you know what else he's gonna do he's gonna win with the los angeles chargers and he's gonna take a guy that dustin sweetelson has started to doubt although remember dustin's on team doc rivers but dustin has (laughs) sorry dustin dustin has started to doubt justin herbert legit I, the idea, the concept of doubting Justin Herbert, it it puts you on another planet. Like there, there is no doubting Herbert, and he, Mister Harbaugh, D. Sweetelson, is going to show you why. Well, I, I doubt. I don't doubt the physical skills. I doubt the wiring right now in the brain. It just feels like he's a little bit soft. He's not a killer. Him and Trevor Lawrence are kind of in the same boat for me. It's all there, and at some point, we have to put some of the blame on him. Now, Jim Harbaugh could come in, and this is the type of guy who can rewire that brain, rewire that man mentality and put him over the top where now the mind matches the skills. I, I think a few things. First of all, you guys are absolutely right on Harbaugh and what he's going to bring to the table here. But in terms of Herbert, I'll give you an NBA comp. You know, everyone used to say Dirk Nowitzki was soft because he wasn't out, outwardly vocal or maybe didn't show as much emotion. But uh, these guys at this level are incredibly competitive. And then back to Harbaugh's competitive nature. You talked about Patrick doing anything to win. Jed Fish said it. He's the most competitive person he's been around. And there's a lot of similarities when you look at it against one of his nemesis. And that's Pete Carroll. Remember, Pete Carroll left before the Cavalry came calling for him at USC. He goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Harbaugh was from Stanford. He goes to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And one of the things that Dustin laid out very well, he's not afraid of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I go back to the game that they had in Los Angeles against USC. They scored, made it 48. They go for two. It's the old famous handshake game where he goes, what's your deal? And to me, that's one thing I like about Harbaugh. He's going to bring an enthusiasm that's been lacking in that program there with the uh, Chargers. Yeah, you mentioned Pete Carroll. I wonder what the Spanos family did when he threw his hat in the ring and they're like, oh, no, now what do we do? Do we take Jim Harbaugh at 60, who just won a national championship, or Pete Carroll at 72? Let's miss the postseason two years in a row up in Seattle. I think that it was an easy decision. They did hire a firm here in Los Angeles to help them apparently search for a head coach. I would like to be one of those firms. Is that not the best job in the world? 
I, I could point to Harbaugh and say, he seems like a good option. Now give me my millions <laughs> with the ski mask on. Uh, you know, another thing, he, he can put together a staff. Like, you know, Fangio was on that staff. Greg Roman was on that staff. Uh, David Shaw was on his staff, obviously, with Stanford. I think he's going to bring Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, with him from Michigan, who is a young, hot coach that everybody loves. So he's going to put together a staff. Now, Los Angeles, the Chargers are in a tough spot. They've got older vets that are constantly hurt. Bosa, Nick Bosa, excuse me, Joey Bosa never plays football. So they've got a bunch of guys. The wide receivers are getting a little bit older, but they've got guys that are constantly hurt and they are in cap hell, Yeah, which is a good reason in the same division for the Raiders to take their cast off and Tom Telesco. Telesco leaves the Chargers. Just think about the network. What is he good at golf? Telesco leaves the Chargers in cap hell and the Raiders are like we'll take them but that's the situation it's gonna be it, it'll be an interesting road to navigate for Harbaugh but he'll win there's zero doubt that he's gonna win that's what he does everywhere that's all he does like he shows up and he makes people better I'm curious how some of the veterans react to his style obviously he can't come in and be the guy he was at Michigan but you can't argue with the fact however he was with the 49ers it worked and they were consistent by the way, Patrick, you mentioned the salary cap between five players. They are looking at $70 million. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Derwin James. Yeah, no, they're going to have to clean it up. My, my guess is uh, some of those won't be on the team next year Get that you cut. just mentioned. They're, they're just going to continue to cut people. And Harbaugh can be who he wants. You know, he's just he's an authentic dude. People obviously galvanize around him. Now. We had a shocker this morning in Carolina. We're going to come back with it next. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings when you use the promo code VSIN. It's for new customers, so sign up and get $200 instantly in bonus bets using that promo code VSIN. Remember, every day, every better at DraftKings gets a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. I'm all shot, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. As we welcome you back, we're going inside the Lions here in a second with our buddy Russell Brown, Josh Applebaum, betting analyst, Shane Trail, handicapper, Brennan White, DraftKings, U.S. trading leads going to join, and then we'll go to the Chiefs with Matt Derrick in the final hour. We say hi to Russell Brown, the Lions Wire analyst, does a great job fantasy betting pros draft analyst as well, at Russ NFL Draft. So we'll have plenty of time to get into the matchup right now. It's the Lions at the Niners at DraftKings. It's the 49ers seven and a half. Remember, jumped up from the seven. But let's start with the sappy stuff, Russell. How does it feel? Give me paint the picture of our home state of Michigan as the Lions are headed to the national. Excuse me, the NFC championship game. Yeah, brother. It's a, it's an amazing feeling. Um, it, it really is. I mean, you know, just living here, growing, growing up here and everything, how passionate this fan base is, but it's, it's like everywhere you go to the grocery store, the gas station, everybody's talking about it. I mean, and I, I'm talking to people I've never even met before in my life. And it's like, you're passing by and they're like, go Lions. They got the Lions hats on the jerseys, the, the whole nine. And it's just, it's an awesome feeling. I mean, I'm 32 years old and I've never seen this before. I mean, the last time it happened, I was in diapers. So like to see this, it's, it's surreal. And I've just been trying to enjoy the ride. And and I said it on my podcast a few weeks ago, I said it probably on this show, this team is different and there's just something different about them. It could be Dan Campbell. It could be the players, but there's just something different here. And, and I'm excited for Sunday. Russell, Patrick, would get your selection at the end of the segment, but contrast right now with the energy and the enthusiasm with the actual expectations for Sunday, just from the Lions fans and fan base. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those where, where everybody's, I don't think anybody's overly nervous on this matchup. I think everybody's feeling pretty good. And I think it's it's one of those where, where everybody's just kind of, waiting to see what the defense does, how do they respond to, to the 49ers offense. And, and ultimately, I think, you know, looking at the spread of this game, I wouldn't be surprised if the betting market in Metro Detroit takes the plus seven, uh, just simply because the Lions have everything to play for. They have nothing to lose. I mean, this is, this is it. The season either ends or it continues, and they realize that. And they're going to put it all on the table. So I think people are expecting a, a, a crazy game as far as maybe some high scoring, but Dan Campbell to really take some chances in this one. Okay, Russell Brown joining us, the Lions Wire. Let's start talking matchups. Like, what's the first thing that jumped out at you, Lions 49ers, as far as what the Lions can exploit offensively? Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, for, for their offense, for the Lions, they, they have to find ways to run the football. I mean, the 49ers, they give up just over four yards per carry, which is quite a bit in the NFL. I mean, the Lions only allow about 3.7 yards per carry. So, I mean, we're talking 
you know, fractions of a, of a, of a yard here, but it, it's one of those where that makes a difference. This is the game of inches and the lions, if they can find ways to run the football offensively, it's going to obviously keep their offense on the field, keep the 49ers off the field. And it's one of those where the game script on the 49ers has been for teams to pass because they fall behind so quickly. Go back to week one or week two when they played the Steelers. The Steelers got absolutely destroyed in that game. They weren't going to run the football. And, and there's other teams that they played throughout the year where they, you know, the 49ers ran the score up and, and they were way ahead in the game script changes. I don't know if that happens against Detroit. I think Detroit is a team that you don't want them throwing the football because Jared Goff is so efficient with with the dagger throw and the dagger concepts and the stuff off of play action where you're, they're going to want to try to stop the run, but, but offensively for Detroit, they are definitely going to have to get the ground game going. And then just defensively for Detroit, they have to find ways to limit Christian McCaffrey with the long runs. We know he's going to catch passes out of the backfield, but prior to this past weekend, the Lions were the only team in the NFL to not give up a receiving touchdown in the NFL. Can they limit that from Christian McCaffrey? And if they can defeat the zone blocking scheme of the reach blocks that we see from San Francisco, if John Kaminsky, Benito Jones, Aline McNeil, the guys in the middle there, if they can find ways to slow that down and fight pressure with pressure, the Lions defense is going to really step up too. Russell, you mentioned stopping the run. They like to run the nickel package about 70% of the times. Could that be a hindrance defensively against a team that San Francisco that wants to be run first? Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, the Lions have struggled with, with four defensive backs on the field. I think adding a fifth in there, especially with with the addition of Gardner Johnson back into the fold, I think it helps them. Um, I, I think a lot of people, especially in the analytics department, forget that he has been out for most of the season. And prior to, you know, maybe the last four or five weeks, they didn't really have another presence outside of Brian Branch. Uh, the mixture of Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph, but they've seen the emergence of Gardner Johnson back in the fold. And I feed him Elafonu. I think those guys are going to play down in the box with Brian Branch quite a bit. They like to run a lot of cover three stuff. So you're going to probably see Kirby Joseph in the middle third, or if they run their cover one, he'll have the single high risk, you know, safety responsibility. So I, I think it, it, it's going to be kind of mix and match. And, and Aaron Glenn was in his bag a little bit against the Bucks. I think it was the best defensive game he had called. And you take away really what happened at the end of the first half. They, they slowed down the Buccaneers quite a bit in that game, but we're going to see a lot of odd man fronts. We're going to see different types of blitz packages. They're going to get aggressive. And again, just like the offense with, with Dan Campbell and going forward on fourth down, Aaron Glenn's going to get aggressive and he's going to put it all on the line. I think Jameer Gibbs. Now it had been building and he had a tremendous year, but that was like a national breakout party last weekend. And it was mm-hmm. awesome. He, I mean, just the stiff arms, the cuts, Russell, that was sweet. Now, outside the tackles, the 49ers struggle with running backs that get outside the tackles, and that's certainly something Gibbs can do. I'm going to give you his rushing prop. His number's 47 and a half over at DraftKings. So, again, rush yards, 47 and a half. Do you expect heavy usage as far as Gibbs? I do. Um, I, I do just simply because the trend in the second half has been more Jameer Gibbs uh, to start the second half. So I, I don't know if David Montgomery's got an injury that's maybe lingering or, or kind of causing him to not be used as much in the second half, but it just feels like in the second half of football games, we're seeing more of Jameer Gibbs and, and with his explosiveness. And like you mentioned, the, the ability of him to get outside of the tackle box and, and the lack of efficiency in stopping the run outside of the tackle box for the 49ers. It only takes one big run. I would take the over on that uh, just simply because I think he can have a big game. I mean, if it's one of those where you think he can get 50, 60 yards, I think it's definitely in the cards. And if if they have a shot at winning this thing, they're going to need Gibbs to have a great game. 
Russell, you mentioned overs. The Detroit team total set at 21 and a half. They exceeded that number 14 out of 19 times, including the postseason this year. Do you expect them to be able to get 22 or more in this one? I do. Um, I think when you look at what the what the Packers did, I, I think the Lions' offense is, while it, it might not be as explosive as the Packers has been in recent weeks, I think it's one of those where they've been consistent across the board. And you mentioned they hit that number 14 out of 19 times. I think you got to roll with that trend and, and trust that they can put up at least 24 points. And I, I, I think, you know, with, with where the total's at, I, I think that, that Vegas is kind of expecting a, maybe a 28-24 type game or, or maybe 31 24 31 27 type game in this one so we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out but i, I would take the over just simply because of, of where this offense is russell we had uh stoney on the other day and he nice. said he was talking about the he was talking about the popularity of dan campbell give us an idea contextualize dan campbell right now in the city of detroit in the state of michigan and his popularity Oh man. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that if, if he, if he decided to pull like an Arnold Schwarzenegger and just run for governor, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be surprising if he won all the votes. I mean, he is just the definition of, of blue collar city, uh, people that, that are from this state. I mean, he understands that we've been kicked, we've been down and, and I'm taking some of the words from his first press speech, but it's just, he is such a genuine guy and you see it in the post game speeches during the week, during the, the speeches that he gives to the media. And it's just, he is a true guy that stays true to who he is and he's passionate about what he's talking about. And I, I think when you just look at him and, and, and how he's developed the trust in this locker room, it's, it's just different. And I think that's why he takes so many gambles and he, he risks it all. And he kind of just puts his, his marbles on the table because he has nothing to lose because before him, there really hasn't been much to write home about in this city when it comes to this football team outside of the early 90s and, and things like that. There's been a couple of glimpses here and there, but it's not been consistent. And him and, and Brad Holmes had to clean up a huge mess from Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and he's done a phenomenal job doing it. And I think it's just one of those where they are they, they work in hand in hand together in tandem. And I, I just love Dan Campbell and everything that he's done. I, I, at first, I thought it was all talk, but it, it's definitely all show and, and some. Let's get it. I'm excited for Sunday. Russell Brown, great job. The Lions Wire, I encourage you to read them. Also, draft time. Russell's as good as anybody. At Russ NFL Draft. Make sure you give him a follow. Thank you, Russell, and uh, enjoy the football this weekend. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Great breakdown from Russell Brown. When we return, our buddy Josh Applebaum, VSIN betting analyst, our teammate, is going to join us as well. We're packed. Shane Trail, new handicapper, is going to join Brennan White, U.S. team lead, DraftKings trading room floor, and Matt Dare will go to the Chiefs in the final hour as well. Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet five bucks, get 200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings when you use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, that's for new customers. So again, five bucks gets you 200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't fret if you're already a customer with DraftKings, but every day, everybody gets a no sweat, same game parlay, DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, so one of the things you don't may not know about Dustin is when he's not stalking girls on TikTok, he is stalking handicappers on social media as well. He's a good talent scout. 
Okay. As we welcome you back, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. And he found Shane Trail. So you can find Shane on Twitter at Shane Trail. And you can also find his work at Hall of Fame Fund. But he has been scouted by Dustin. And we welcome in Shane. First off, Shane, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Now, I see behind you, I know, born and raised outside of Philly, you've got your Terrell Owens jersey on the wall. So let's go. And Westbrook and Dawkins. Look at that wide shot. That looks nice. So let's go straight to the source on Sirianni. Do we have an answer? The assumption is he's going to stick around, but how about filling out the staff? I I'm happy for what it looks like. We're going to get um, dolphins defense corner uh, Vangio Vic down there. That's going to be a huge upgrade for us. Our defense was just abysmal at the end of the year. I mean, the whole entire ending to that season was just horrible to watch. Every Sunday for me was just scary times. Uh, our offense coordinator, Brian Johnson, left as well. I'm happy he was a scapegoat. Our offense was terrible. I, I was one of the fans that went to every single game. I'm a season ticket holder, and I screamed at the top of my lungs to run the ball every time I could because they just stopped running the football with DeAndre Swift. And I hope to see Swift back next year as he's a free agent now. Were you were you happy that they decided to obviously you mentioned uh, getting rid of Brian Johnson, but uh, in terms of the coordinators and bringing Vic Fangio on, are you happy? Well, it's not official yet, but are you with the expectation? Would that satisfy you, you, you Eagle fans? Yeah, going that way, I think. Um I think it's going to please us very well. There's a couple of memes going around on Twitter when the Dolphins lined up like 20 yards off the ball on third and long. And that's what Jim Schwartz used to do to us. So I think we'll be used to it. And uh, I hope to see him uh, here soon. Okay, let's jump into the plays. You sent over a bunch, and we're going to start with a prop, Shane, because I think this is an interesting place to start before we get to the side in totals. Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews is going to give it a go. He played. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. It looks like he practiced today as well, and you're going to go straight to the market as far as Mark Andrews receiving yards, and you're going to go over the total. I have it here of 35.5 at DraftKings. Yeah, last I checked, uh, I saw 34 and a half at MGM, so I snagged that. I, he was a full participant, which kind of really sold me. I was worried about that coming in, but uh, we're talking 90% uh, of the games this season, uh, he's hit this in every single one. The only one he didn't hit this in is when, unfortunately, it happened um, against Cincinnati. He's achieved over 34 yards. He only got 23 yards in that Cincinnati game. But going back to last season in 43 games, he's hit this line in 85% of the game. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. He's a full participant. He's looking to play. Also, the Chiefs, I, their linebackers are horrific in coverage. Nick Bolton uh, ranks near the bottom, uh, 45th, 50s, um, out of 79 greatable linebackers in coverage. And Willie Gay, he's actually even worse, 75 out of 79. So these linebackers aren't going to necessarily stop him. It's mostly contained. And that's kind of been the theme of this Kansas City Chiefs defense. They average um, five receptions to tight ends and about 45 yards to tight ends. And the line's 43 and a half. I'll be happy to take um, a line over their average. Shane, this is your first time on the show and you're going to be part of breaking news. So if you're just joining us, this is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. The Atlanta Falcons have a new head coach. It is being reported widely. Is it Bill Belichick? No, it is not Bill Belichick. Is it Mike Vrabel? No, it is not. The Atlanta Falcons plan to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as the team's next head coach. Amal Shaw, immediate reaction. I think it's a great hire for them, even though he's on the defensive side of the ball. I think what you see that's happened with the Rams defensively, the big challenge, guys, can they find someone to quarterback this team besides Desmond Ritter? 
Shane Trail, this is, look, you're just thrown right into media, thrust into it. You're now breaking news. It's not Belichick. I don't think he interviewed very well. He got two of them with the Falcons. It's going to be Raheem Morris. I like it. I think the Rams defense was pretty bad to start the year, but what they had, they also drafted pretty well. So if he had any say in the draft, um, I think it's a good thing to note, a small little thing there, but their defense kind of turns it off in the second half of the year. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing. It never was really good, but like I said, from what he had, I think he did pretty well. I think I, I, as much as I've been harping on getting an offensive coordinator, marrying that coordinator with a quarterback, Dustin, we did say the two of us, uh, they, if I am going to hire a defensive minded guy, it's going to be Morris. Morris has a tremendous reputation. He's going to build a great staff. He's been waiting for that second opportunity and he finally gets it. He was like 33 when he got his first shot. This guy deserves another opportunity to lead a franchise. I think when you look at what he's done over the last few years, and I pointed out yesterday, the fact that for a season or two with Atlanta, he flipped from defense to offense and was a passing game coordinator for the Falcons just so shows you that this guy can do anything in the football world. He's malleable. He, he obviously relates to his players and gets the most out of them because that Rams defense has Aaron Donald and just a bunch of like third and fourth round picks. It's not a special talent pool when it comes to the Rams defensive side of the football. I freaking Love this hire for Atlanta, mainly because it's not Bill Belichick. Okay, we'll get back to that. Raheem Morris is going to be in with the Atlanta Falcons. More here on Sharp Money at the top of the hour. Shane Trail. Shane, let's go back. You've got Mark Andrews over uh, as far as receiving yards. Ravens, money line, and also this number's up to three and a half, four. You'd lay the price as well. Yeah, I really like the money line here. Um, I said it a little earlier, minus one, minus one seventy. But since 2012, playoff road teams who were an underdog in their previous game, but their opponent was bigger than a minus seven favorite in their game, one and eighteen on the money line. That's fading Kansas City here, and it gets even worse. Um, if the team is coming off a playoff game instead of a, div- a divisional wild card game, they're a one and twenty-five on the money line. So Kansas City finds itself in a one and twenty-five spot. I'll be backing them here in that situation. Shane, the game on Sunday in San Francisco uh, between the Lions and the uh, Niners. You lean towards San Francisco here, but you're going to kind of in-game this one. Tell us what you're looking for specifically in the in-game market. I, I think the 49ers, the way they've been playing, have been one of the better in-game uh, teams to trade. I mean, that Packers game, you can get them. I get the 49ers or plus like even money when they were down late there. So, I, I mean... The Lions, for example, why I'm backing them live uh, teams that are bigger than a seven or more underdog. And they achieved a little over 385 yards of total offense in their last game since 2021 are just four and 31 on the money line. So uh, that's going to be a good reason to fade the Lions money line here. It's a little steep now. So, as I said, in game is the way to go. But Lions pass defense has been horrendous. Um, they allowed Baker, uh, Dak Prescott, Stafford and Mullins all to have over 8.5 yards yards per pass. Um, Kendall Vildor is not a good corner. Cam Sutton, not a good corner. They're both, you know, top 100 in their positions. Purdy, he could potentially for 300 here. People, I mean, 350, 325, it's be shopping on it's around three to one. It's not bad, but I think this secondary gets torched. They're okay with letting up a lot of yards between the twenties and they're kind of a bend don't break team, but in the playoffs, you can't really do that, especially against a 40 on our team that can run the ball so effectively. Great job, Shane. We're going to let you go just because of the breaking news, but at Shane Trail on Twitter, Handicapper, we're going to throw Shane's picks on the picks page as well. So tremendous stuff. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay?
Appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. Okay. Good job, buddy. We, uh, we do welcome you back here. And what we can say is this is kind of a shocker. Look, it was Bill Belichick's job. I think he was a $4 favorite at a bunch of shops. Arthur Blank met with Bill Belichick, the Atlanta Falcons owner, and then Belichick came in for another meeting with Falcons brass. We talked about it all. Look, very important to understand. You're not hiring Bill Belichick. You're also hiring that aura that comes along with him. So the Falcons decide to stay away from the Belichick business and they go with Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. Yeah, and also remember, guys, he spent six years in Atlanta previously working there as an assistant head coach, uh, wide receivers coach, and defensive coordinator, interim head coach as well. I think the familiarity with Arthur Blank made a, a key move in this decision. But Patrick, I think one other thing that you said, and it's been crucial in this, uh, is that Belichick would have overshadowed the team. And I don't think you need that. I think Morris has got the perfect disposition for what this team needs at this point in time. A guy who's a little yeah, bit... Good point. Good, good point on the familiarity. I totally forgot about his time with the Falcons. Yeah, and thanks. And um, to me, when you look at it, his personality, he's quieter, right? He's a little bit quieter leader. I think guys are going to relate to him. 47, 48 years old in that range. I, I think the youth movement that we're seeing in the NFL is glaring across the board. It's not an indictment of people that might be uh, advanced in age. It's just simply the ability to relate to guys. I, I know right now when we talk about music during the commercial break, you guys mentioned guys and we don't have that much of an age difference. I don't even know how, who some of these guys are. So I think being able to relate, relate to younger players will have a positive impact on the team. One of the best reputations across the league amongst owners, coaches, and players, Raheem Morris. So you know he's going to be able to build a staff. And he is going, not Bill Belichick, Raheem Morris is going to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. More on that next. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, get a VSIN Pro annual subscription for $199. So you get everything we offer the best bets, the betting splits, big game betting guides, all for $199 for the year. Use that promo code SHARP. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for more information. Okay, we're going to head to the Chiefs. Chiefsdigest.com. He's on the beat. Matt Derrick is going to join us here on Sharp Money. And Matt went through a painstaking process to get up on Skype. So we do appreciate the extra effort. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweet. I'm Patrick Maher at Matt Derrick on Twitter. So we'll get to the Chiefs in a bit of a role where I think they can feel disrespected as that number continues to climb. But Matt, I want to give you an opportunity, if you don't mind, to talk about the head coaching hires because we just had breaking news. Raheem Morris is hired by the Atlanta Falcons or to be hired by the Atlanta Falcons. We had Jim Harbaugh hired by the Chargers and Dave Canales, a shocker, hired by Carolina. A reaction to those three? Well, obviously the one that's of most interest in Kansas City is definitely Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And um, there's some heavyweights now in the AFC West between Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and Antonio Pierce obviously had a great run as the interim with the Raiders. And and there's a lot of respect for Antonio Pierce and the Chiefs organization. Obviously, he was with uh, Steve Spagnuolo in New York. Um, Spagnuolo tried to get Antonio Pierce on the staff in Kansas City, and he, he just wasn't ready to get into coaching yet. Um, they would they would love to have had him in Kansas City, and but now they're going to see him twice a year, and um, there's there's a lot of fear that he's going to put together a good good program in in Las Vegas. Um, but otherwise, I mean, hey, Raheem Morris, I think is a is a guy who absolutely deserves another chance as a head coach. Um, some of the others, you know, with the names that are out there. I just can't imagine right now if you're an NFL organization, an NFL owner, and you're hiring a coach and Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are still on the sidelines. I just can't quite compute that. (laughs) Matt, you mentioned the coaching hires. Kind of give us a perspective of covering the Chiefs. And Andy Reid has won double-digit games now for nine consecutive years. What is it, aside from the X's and O's, that have made him so successful? And then, obviously, you got a lot of Taylor Swift talk, but Patrick Mahomes has been a bona fide superstar since he stepped on the field as a starter. What these two guys are like covering them on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really say that Andy Reid's a, a one-trick pony with Mahomes because he was winning double-digit games with Alex Smith before Patrick got here. And really, to me, you know, and I, I didn't have an opportunity to cover the Chiefs before Andy Reid. I, I came in during his tenure. But hearing the stories about, you know, some of the other uh, head coaches before that from from guys who had been on the beat for a while and hearing the Todd Haley stories and, and even some of the, the Herm Edwards stories, um, the attention to detail detail and discipline is really to me what stands out with Andy Reid. Um, you talked to, and I think it was Sean Payton who a number of years ago told us when he was in New Orleans that, you know, he could he could call up Andy Reid at any moment in time and know exactly where he was because he just has the same schedule year in and year out. Players know what to expect. Um, one thing you always hear about players, why they love playing for Andy Reid is that he communicates with them well. He's honest with them. Um, I, and I think that's something that really gets overlooked from a lot of head coaches as far as 
just, you know, shooting straight with players, whether it's good or bad. And, and I think you certainly get that with Andy Reed. Um, I mean, it's definitely, you know, entertaining covering both these guys in, in Kansas city and Mahomes and Reed. Um, Andy is certainly more circumspect. Um, you know, he keeps, he plays his cards close to the vest. So he doesn't always tell you a lot. And sometimes he keeps back some of the things that you'd like to know. Um, but he's, I, I will say one thing about him. I think he's funnier than a lot of people give him credit for when he, he can crack some jokes every once in a while and it stuns everybody. And, and I think the thing that surprised me the most about Patrick Mahomes is that he, even though he's been the biggest player on the planet the last few years, um, he still has time for everybody. I mean, he still takes you know time with his local media commitments and um, does a lot of charity work in Kansas City too. Uh, the guy is indefatigable. I mean, he just seems to be able to be everywhere and do everything. I don't know how he fits in all of the uh, TV commercials and uh, the charity events and football on top of that, but he finds a way to make it work somehow. It seems like Mahomes' parents did a good job. He comes across as somebody that was raised well. And by the way, Matt Derrick knows what he's talking about. He's got two books. One, Patrick Mahomes' Showtime, if you want to read more about Patrick Mahomes. And another book, At Last, The Chiefs' Unforgettable 2019 Championship Season, along with being on the beat there at ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, the I started the conversation with the disrespect angle. I'm all just laid it out. You've got one of the all-time great coaches and one of the all-time great quarterbacks and they're in the middle of a dynastic run and they're four-point underdogs against the Ravens. Will they play that underdog role up? Absolutely. I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes does not need much motivation, but he will find it anywhere that he can. And and we've seen it. I mean, and sometimes the joke in Kansas City, one of his nicknames is Petty Mahomes uh, because of just how much he can he can pick up some disrespect angles from just about anywhere. And that's a term of affection for the Chiefs fans. It's not it's not a, a slide at all. Um, but you absolutely they feel like that they are the underdog. And on top of that, they feel like they're the villain. Um, they certainly felt like that going into Buffalo and they're embracing that. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, if you look forward, um, they're not talking about it, but everybody in Kansas city knows that, you know, against either the 49ers or the, the, especially the Detroit lions, nobody would be rooting for the Kansas city chiefs. So they're kind of embracing it. And yeah, this, this point spread getting the, the four points now, um, that's just playing right in to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, both those guys. They are, they're, they're loving and relishing the underdog rule. Um, I don't know how the Chiefs became an underdog, but <laughs> they've been able to portray themselves that way. And they're definitely drawing inspiration from it. Matt, two-part question. Was the defense expected to be at a level where they're second in scoring in the NFL this year? And then how do they contain Lamar Jackson when the play breaks down and where Lamar is at his most dangerous? Yeah, I'm not even sure the Chiefs defense expected them to be this good. I mean, they they had high expectations, but they were talking like maybe a top five defense in training camp. And we probably should have expected it back then. I mean, because, you know, we were hearing from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know, those windows in the secondary are pretty tight. I mean, and, and this was, I think, the certainly the worst training camp that Mahomes and the offense has had since I've been covering the team. And I've covered every area of Mahomes in Kansas City. So we probably should have had a 
clue that this defense was going to be pretty good. Um, but it was impressive the way that they just came out of the box built this way. You know, usually Steve Spagnuolo's defenses have needed time to gel. This one did not. And, and, and I think it's just a testament to the fact that, you know, Brett Veach, the general manager, has helped get, you know, Steve Spagnuolo the types of players that he wants that fits his scheme and what he wants to do. Um, and I, I, I forgot the second part of the question. I was starting to go into it. I was just, no, I was just going to say, how do you contain Lamar when the play breaks down? Because oh, yeah. that's where he's at his most dangerous. Yeah. And, and that's something that Steve Spagnuolo has had a lot of success with. I mean, they've had done a pretty good job with Lamar over the years. Uh, the Chiefs are three and one against Lamar. Um, the one loss, you know, coming on a late fumble uh, on a primetime game. Um, so they have done a pretty good job of trying. And, and what they try to do is just contain him in the pocket. They don't want him to get outside. They don't want him to be able to find any gaps up the middle. Um, their basic strategy is really let Lamar beat you with his arm and, and if he beats you with his arm, they'll 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 tip their cap to him. Uh, I think he's got a better chance of doing that this year because he has got so many you know receivers. Um, but one thing you know the Chiefs do is they their, their scout team kind of goes into cheat mode this week. Um, they have Chris Oladokun, who's their scout team quarterback, and they just give him carte blanche to to run around and do everything that he can, like like Lamar would. Um, and they use a lot of speed receivers and tell them to just play as physical as possible and do everything that they can to just try and mimic that that Baltimore speed and what they've got and we'll see if it works I mean it's it's been a pretty good strategy for them in the past with mobile quarterbacks um, but there's no doubt that's that's the one thing that they like to do and and now last week against Josh Allen didn't work so much in the first half Josh Allen found some gaps they closed them in the second half I don't think they can get away with making second half adjustments against Lamar I think they need to be able to, to stop that from the get-go if they want to beat the Ravens Okay, Matt, prediction time. You got a minute here. You mentioned Chiefs were a dog against the Bills. They're obviously a winner. They're dogs against the Ravens. What do you got for a prediction? Yeah, I, I I really think this is a coin flip game. I have a hard time really deciding one way or the other. Um, I think it should be a low scoring game. I think both defenses will stand out. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, I got to go with the team that has Patrick Mahomes. That's usually the team that wins. And uh, I'm I, right now. I, I I think I'm leaning on 21-17 Kansas City. Okay. Great stuff. Again, you can check out the two books and read Matt Derrick at ChiefsDigest.com, at Matt Derrick on Twitter. And if the Chiefs end up there in, in Vegas, you can stop by the studio and hang out. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Sounds like a good plan. We'd love to see you guys. Take care, everybody. Thank okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, Dustin just sent this. Bill Belichick is minus 1,600 to not be coaching in the NFL uh, next season. I mean, it's really what? It's the Commanders and it's Seattle. We know the Commanders are going to go young. And Seattle just fired or, excuse me, promoted Pete Carroll to the front office because maybe he had aged out of the job. So we'll continue to talk about that coming back here, Sharp Money. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. 
draft experts, and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.